Now, one of the areas where there will have to be political compromises between those coalition parties is economic policy. On scoop.co.nz, columnist Gordon Campbell said Winston Peters' views on the economy, international trade and foreign investment predate Rogernomics, and he opposes neoliberal views that are backed not only by the National Party and the ACT Party, but also the business community. And on his website Politic, veteran political journalist Richard Harmon also said National will have to tread carefully between very different views of how to grow New Zealand's economy. And he pointed to a freshly published report about that from that New Zealand initiative think tank, a report called Irish Secrets. Now, Richard Harmon said there was one set of figures that stood out in that report. In 1990, New Zealand's GDP per head was just under 15,000 US dollars, slightly ahead of Ireland's. But last year, Ireland's had jumped to 127,000 US dollars, but ours was only 52,000. Stark stuff. The Irish Secrets report was the result of three dozen senior business leaders, all members of the New Zealand Initiative, touring Ireland for a week in June. And on their return, the chair of the initiative, Roger Partridge, wrote this in the Herald about what he called prosperity's most meaningful measure, GDP per capita. The Emerald Isle leapt forward, leaving the land of the long white cloud in its wake. Ireland now sits below the US at 6th, while New Zealand languishes at 20th. And back in August, in another report called Benchmarking New Zealand's Economic Performance Against Islands, the New Zealand Initiative repeated similar GDP stats, and the Initiative's Executive Director Oliver Hartwich wrote this in the Australian newspaper. By the early 1990s, Ireland had caught up. As of today, depending on which statistic you use, Ireland is about twice as rich as New Zealand. And similar stats were aired by entrepreneur Sir Ian Taylor during the Stuff Leaders debate in the election campaign just last month, like this. In 1990, our gross domestic product, which nobody has talked about today, was the same as Ireland's. Ireland's population is less than us. It was 45 billion in 1990. Let's look at the footsteps through to 2023. Ireland is 529 billion. New Zealand is 250 billion. Nobody is talking about it. Well, the New Zealand Initiative is now talking about that a lot after the publication of its Irish Secrets report. Now, in the foreword of that report, the head of the delegation to Ireland, former Fonterra executive Fraser Winneray, also highlighted Ireland's GDP per capita surge from 1990 onwards. But then Winneray added this. From the outset, it's important to note that Ireland's GDP figures should be treated cautiously. The presence of multinationals, tax strategies, contract manufacturing, asset depreciation and other statistical nuances can skew these numbers. But that skewing impact of those post-1990 stats is not mentioned from the outset in those New Zealand Initiative media commentaries we've heard, which also bulk up the Irish Secrets report released last week. And coincidentally, the same day the initiative published Irish Secrets, The Economist magazine published a piece headlined What's Weird About Ireland's GDP? The Economist said that Ireland's generous corporate tax regime has made it a hub for about 1,500 multinational tech and pharmaceutical companies. These generate much of their income in Ireland and inflate Ireland's GDP, The Economist said, but they also funnel that money into their headquarters abroad. And these incomes should not be fully counted when measuring the size of Ireland's economy, according to The Economist. 
The way that multinational firms accounted for their assets and profits created staggering GDP increases in Ireland from 2015 on, increases so big that they even warped the averages right across the Eurozone. As an example, when research and development spending was counted as capital investment rather than expenditure, Irish-based multinational companies increased the country's capital stock by 330 billion US dollars in one year, and that was a 57% year-on-year increase. In 2018, the IMF calculated that a quarter of Ireland's GDP growth could actually be attributed to global sales of iPhones because the maker Apple and other countries paid the Irish unit of Apple to use its intellectual property. Now, the economist said with all this in mind, the best available measure of the Irish economy is a version of gross national income modified to account for those distortions. And the economist said that that now stands at 265 billion US dollars for Ireland. Now, that's better than New Zealand's gross national income of about 248 billion US dollars, but it doesn't make Ireland anywhere near twice as rich as us. In fact, the supersized statistical economic output is also a drawback for Ireland, which isn't mentioned in the NZ Initiative's Irish Secrets report. Ireland has the second highest per capita payments to the EU budget now, making it a net contributor after years of drawing revenue from its EU membership. Now all of that doesn't mean that Ireland's inward investment hasn't made it much better off since 1990. And there's other interesting stuff about Ireland's economic progress in the New Zealand Initiative's report about productivity and education, which we certainly could learn from. But Ireland's economy also has problems that are pretty similar to some of ours, like unaffordable housing, infrastructure deficits and immigration volatility. And telling people and policymakers here that we've become half as rich as Ireland on the basis of stark statistics which are essentially not compatible is surely not part of the discussion they really want to promote.